Well, let's pray, and then we'll get into the, to today's service. Father, we thank you for life. We thank you for today. We thank you for the gift that this morning is. pray that you would bless this service, that we would honor you through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just wrestling through some thoughts that I had this morning. Um, I think I'll fold them, so that's okay, another time. But today is thanks, our Thanksgiving celebration. So we want to thank all of you for giving for serving this church, this community, your communities, and coming together in unity. So what I wanted to do is, before we bring up a few people, is I wanted to thank you, every single one of you, for helping the vision of this church that uh, I believe that is God's vision for this community to come to pass. I even think of the past... Um, couple weeks, some of the things that we've been doing, Bible club, Bible club party and outreach to youth within our community, the 30 plus meals that we were able to deliver to the surrounding areas and those who brought meals. It's been a really unique to see those things take place. Even think of the harvest party and good conversations that have come from that. But I first wanted to thank for me personally, these are my personal thank yous. I want to thank Macy because she helps a lot in ways that you guys will never understand, in ways that you will never see, I'll never get to see, in other ways you will get to see them. So thank you. Give yourself a pat on the back. You guys can applaud for Macy too. One of the things that you get to see is you get to see what appears to be a charismatic leader up here. Um, you, what appears to be a confident leader up here, whatever. Um, I don't know if, like, if you hang out with me, I'm not as charismatic as I am up here, honestly. How many of you guys have ever hung out with me and you're like, he's not what he looks like on stage? <laughs> That's right. Like, Joey just sits there. Like, he doesn't say much. Now, if I'm meeting for you about something, then, yeah, of course, that's what happens. But typically speaking, um, maybe my nature is to be extroverted, but you hang out with me, I'm kind of more quiet. And you're like, are you lying to yourself right now? I might be, too. The heart is deceitful above all else. But uh, Macy is a huge part of building me up and supporting me. And um, probably, as this isn't the life that I would have chose for myself, certainly a pastor's wife is something she wouldn't have chose for herself either. But she is highly um, submissive to God in that and appreciates the call on our life for that. So thank you. I want to thank door greeters. I want to thank coffee bar baristas and baristos. The tech booth. Those who pray for the church. Youth ministry. Kids ministry. Women's ministry. Men's ministry. Outreach, those who participated in outreach, harvest parties, meals, prayer walks, worship days, work days here at the church, grief share, embrace grace, church cleanup, 
flower beds. Al and Kathy are so faithful with the flower beds. And others have helped. But even, um, you know, Al going out there and sweeping the water off the path. Um, yeah, giving those who give to the church, the worship team, the trustees, the elders. These are all volunteers. Come on. Um, money counters. The money has to be counted, right? Skits, those who do skits, Dave and Jonathan and others. The food for the potlucks. Bible club help. All those who have poured into Seeds of Grace ministry. Breakfast for the students of Mechanicsburg. Those who have helped with meals for families. Those leading small groups. Decorations. And many others. What ministry did I miss? Someone tell me. Someone's offended. I didn't bring it up. Who is it? Random cleanup. All of these things that you guys help us do go a long way. So I'm not going to share uh, many testimonies or stories as Kara, Nina, and uh, Mark will share those. But as a simple token of appreciation today, what we will have is we have cookie crumble out there for you. How many of you guys know what cookie crumble is? Okay, so we have cookie crumble out there, and there's many flavors of cookies. So with those who are here today, what that means is everyone can probably take two or three cookies. So please, don't be shy after church, not during church, right? After church, we need everyone just to grab a cookie for your kid. Um, Mark Miller was already trying to grab four before service. So uh, my dad already ate one. <laughs> Which one was it? Well, since, since, since he, um, he just, all right, fine. You know what? Volunteer of the year goes to Randy Brown. Good job. Give him a round of applause. All right. Pride gets in the way of people, doesn't it? He just, I'm the volunteer of the year. I'm going to take the first cookie. Good job. No, but really, thank you guys. Um, it's humbling from my perspective to have people help, um, to help have people come alongside of a vision, to have a body of Christ um, do these things. So, um, especially because you still feel so young, right? 34? And it's just humbling to think that we have a wide range of people from really one, zero, to um, much older, to much older 80s that come here to walk in unity, to serve Christ. And uh, it's humbling to me, it's encouraging to me, it's energizing to me to think of people that um, used to um, watch, or who have watched me grow up in a church still serve. Uh, speaks to the surrender that you guys have to Christ to be willing to do that, so I thank you for that. Nevertheless, I believe Karenina's first. Her and Mark rock, paper, scissored. So Karenina's going to come up and uh, she's going to share some vision. She's going to share some testimony, some stories. And yeah, so God bless Karenina in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, <laughs> to add to that, there's also, I didn't know he was bringing cookie crumble. There's also cake too. So you know, continue on the Thanksgiving theme. 
Um, praise God that Mark's here also. We were texting last night and we're like, not really. As you can see, my whole row is empty because my family and my other family where they're kind of just icky right now. And so we were texting like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm kind of feeling it too. And so praise God, we're both here. I feel good. I hope you feel good too. Um, so hello everyone. I'm Karenina Pack. I am the children's director of this church. Um, I've been doing it for about a couple years. I oversee nursery to preteens. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So today we are changing it up from our regularly scheduled programming to honor our volunteers that have served faithfully in our children's ministry and youth ministry. For some, it has been a few months. Um, others, it's been years, um, going from um, when Lisa was director and then following on um, when I went on. I'm so appreciative of that. Um, and we just thought it would be special to dedicate an entire service to you guys and um, find it very fitting that it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I am going to start out by reading a passage found in Mark um, chapter 4, 3, verse 8. So Mark chapter 4, 3, verse 8. It is the parable of the sower. So he, Jesus is teaching by the sea and a large crowd is gathering um, and he's teaching them in parables. So it starts out, listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce fruit. Still, other seed fell on good ground, and it grew up, producing fruit that increased 30 60 and 100 times. According to um, a book called Fertile Soil by, by Dale Hudson, I haven't read the whole thing, but he did mention that statistics are showing that 75 to 85% of kids walk away from the faith when they get out on their own. So that brings back to... Um, where I'm at in my vision and what I want to share with everyone. Um, what needs to be in the soil for it to be fertile? There are, of course, many things, um, but I will name off a few that is applicable for today. So in order for us to have fertile soil, we need consistent leaders in kids' lives, parent-child dedication. We need to invest in the parents, not just the kids. Then last but not least, you guys, the volunteers who dedicate their time to invest in children. So that brings me back to vision. The vision is simple. Jesus, period. To make disciples. Teach our young ones who Jesus is. Is it worth all of the effort if you only see 25% or less of the seed bear fruit? Well, we go back to the parable. The last part says, the seed that fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160, 
or 30 times what was sown. At the end of the parable, the seed that was sown in good ground produced far, far more fruit than the seeds that didn't produce fruit. So um, I want to encourage the ones who are planting seeds here at the church or even outside the church or at the schools or, where, or bus drivers or wherever you're at, just to keep sowing, keep sowing. There's great harvest that is, that is coming. Um, to the, oh, this is specifically to my volunteers. To those serving nursery, thank you. You are not just a babysitting service. You are blessing each and every one of those parents who are in the early years of parenthood so that they are able to receive a message and take a break for the week. Um, and as a mom of four, I know how important that was for me when I had to go drop my babies off. To those serving in the pre-K kindergarten class, thank you. That age group has an abundance of energy, um, challenges, but to show them that another adult at the church can love and have fun with them while teaching the word of God, it's, it's priceless. And it's the start of building foundation for their faith. To those who help serve in the elementary class, that age group is full of questions and curiosity. Um, the, those kids in there amaze me with the things that they know and the things that they remember from weeks ago when I think they're not even paying attention. And they'll say something, and it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, your investment in that age group is so important because that is the age where the relationship with Jesus is building momentum. So they're starting to, to kind of realize who, who Jesus is. Who are we talking about? To those who help serve in the preteen class, you provide a safe place to dive deeper into the word. That age group can often look, get over, that age group can often gets overlooked because they're in the middle, right? So they're, they're kind of in that awkward stage where they're not like the babies and they're not teens yet. But every week we have volunteers that come in and, and pour into them. Um, one last thing I want to mention. <laughs> September was a really hard month for myself and my family. Um, my volunteers stepped in and they supported me and um, there were weeks where I had to say, hey, <laughs> I need to hand over the reins last minute and can you cover for me or can you come up with something for the kids? Um, I just can't be there. And, um, and they did, you guys did. So thank you so much for that. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it taught me that sometimes ministry can just be like that, and then you have to rely on the body of Christ when you're just, you know, you just can't um, go on. So, very, God has shown a lot um, through this time. And um, so, yeah, thank you. Um, there are so many stories and testimonies that I could share. Um, I did not include those. Uh, I would love to, if you are just interested in how it's going, just um, come up and talk with me. I love to chat about the kids and, and how they're doing. And um, I try to, I don't get to do that very often, but um, usually when families come in, 
we'll chat about all that stuff. But I do want to end with this verse found in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Um, so now I am going to bring up a couple of kids for my class, and I'm going to ask them a few questions. So Izzy and Annabelle, if you want to come up here. over here these guys are so brave um, I gave them three questions that they prepped for today and they were willing to answer sorry um, so this is full name is Shelly full name Israel right we call him Izzy um, Shelly and Cody's Knox's son and then we have Annabelle Robson who is Paul and Caroline's daughter oldest and um, here you go so I am going to ask them three questions and I'm going to ask you the same questions whoever wants to go first okay Izzy goes first and then um, we'll go to Annabelle so the first question is what has been your favorite part about going to kids church probably seeing kids, and ah, kids. yes building community is so important that is what I'm passionate about is building that community with the kids um, is that it Okay, Annabelle, what about you? What is your favorite part about going to kids' church? Learning, I guess. Learning? Being, being with friends. Learning, being with friends, yes. Nobody said me. It's okay. <laughs> Not about me. Um, what? I sound like Jonathan, don't I? Like, that's like a John joke? Okay. What, what is one thing you learned in the Bible that you didn't know before? Daniel's dream about the four beasts. That one was, that one was a, yeah, yeah. We had to really break that down, and they were getting it, though. Okay, what about you, Annabelle? I know a lot about Bible stories, but I always have something new to learn from them, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. So she said that she um, knows a lot of the Bible stories, but each, when we meet up, she'll learn, she learns something new. And I do, too. Um, when I dive into it, I, there are, always things that pop up that I don't didn't know okay last question last but not least do you love Jesus and why I love Jesus yes and um I love him because he gives us second chances and he died on the cross Amazing. I love Jesus and he gives me hope yes Oh, thank you guys. They're so sweet in there, and that's the kind of interactions I get, and that's what keeps me going, and um, it really is special in there, um, crazy, all the things. Uh, so thank you guys. Um, I have a video for my volunteers.
to say more, but I'm just, uh, thank you again and again for um, stepping up and helping me do this kids thing. It's, it's pretty awesome. So if you, have, if you are currently part of the kids ministry team or if you've done it in the past, serve during a special event, we, we did Easter Jam, Jingle Jam, all the jams, um, please stand up, please stand up right now. I don't, there's more. I, I don't please don't make me call your by name because I will. Right? <laughs> Rob says. <laughs> there's there's a lot more. Dillinger's, Tiffany. Thank you, Dave. Please stand up, remain standing. Please. Thank you. Can we just give a round of applause to all our volunteers? Um, I'm going to have Pastor Joey come up and pray over your, over you guys. So, thank you. Let's pray. Father, we just we thank you for the stories of kids putting their faith in you. And uh, Father, we know that you are using workers here at MCF to help make that happen. So I pray a special blessing over those who are serving in kids' ministry. Father, that you would anoint them, that you would increase yourself in them, that you would give them a greater capacity to serve. Father, help them um, see the schemes of the enemy as he tries to attack them. Even a self attacks themselves, Father. I pray that you would protect our kids here at the church, that you would rise up leaders and revivalists and preachers and teachers and evangelists. Father, that our young people would be people who stand for you in the midst of a crazy world. I even pray for Karenina in the packs. Protect the vision that you've given her. Increase yourself in her, Father, this year. I pray that more people would have the desire and respond to the call to serve you through serving kids' ministry. We thank you for all that you're doing. 
We thank you for every partner, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. How's everybody feeling? Okay. Yeah. I was feeling pretty bad after uh, we had our um, Thanksgiving thing for our uh, students on Wednesday night. Went really good. Had a good time. But toward the end of that night, I was starting to feel it. I was like, oh, no. So went to bed that night, and then Thanksgiving, I was in bed all day. Didn't get out or anything. But um, Friday, Saturday, still didn't feel, but this morning, starting to feel good. So I'm thankful for that. So um, I just want to share a little bit about who I am. I know most of you know who I am, but where I come from. And before we start, I just want to ask a question. How many of you um, came to know Christ before the age of 18? Before the age of 18. Yeah, that looks about right. I've seen stats anywhere between 85 to 95 percent of people, when they come to know Christ, it's before the age of 18. So I'm thankful to be a part of something like that. And that's exactly what happened for me as well. When I was 15 years old, I came to know Christ. Um, grew up in a Christian family, never wanted to go to um, Sunday school or anything like that. I think I just wasn't really interested. And plus, I was just scared. I didn't want to... Sunday, uh, Sunday school just seemed scary to me for some reason. And so, uh, uh, never interested. Sat with my parents in church. And... Uh, but when I turned 15, my mom really encouraged me, and when I say encouraged me, she made me go to, go to a youth group. And I remember I had to have been 16 at the time because I drove, so I, uh, I remember I went to a youth group, lived in Mechanicsburg, went to a youth group about 25, 30 minutes away. And it was fine, but it was just a little far, so it wasn't what I was looking for. And then, again, my mom encouraged me to go to a youth group here, and I did, and I'm so thankful I did. Because I remember I walked through the door the first day and I met Zach Gay. Do you guys remember Zach? He was, yeah. Uh, great man. And no one, you know, in, in my life to this point, there's been, of course, many people who have been very uh, monumental in my faith and my development. And I think Zach was that person for me. Because I think teenagers, they have miracle grow. And as a teenager, you have miracle grow in your life. And I didn't realize that until, you know, I get in my 20s and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is harder now. You know, a lot of the things in my faith were easy. You're growing quick. You're learning things and all that stuff. And then now I got to learn discipline, right, and practicing those things. And I'm so thankful for Zach because he would encourage me when I was um, discouraged. He would answer my questions. I remember one time I, I was doubting if I was really saved. That was kind of my thing. I was like, I was still struggling with sin, all this stuff. I was and am I really saved? And I remember he just encouraged me through that and shared scripture and just I'm so thankful for that. So, so how did I get from there? So I went from there, uh, going to youth group here. How am I here today? So I went to ministry school for two years and I came, uh, I came back. But before I came back, while I was there, um, I was having dreams, dreams in the night about MCF and about Mechanicsburg. And it wasn't, uh, that didn't happen before I left. And it hasn't happened since I've been back, so I know it's from the Lord. Um, just dreams about being in this church, being a part of this community. And uh, I, I always thought it was kind of in the future, something that, okay, maybe eventually the Lord has this for me. 
but not immediately. And after being in ministry school for two years, uh, you're like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm tired of learning stuff. I just want to go and put into practice what I'm learning. And so a pastor came and he said, uh, hey, I'm planning a church in Indianapolis. I said, all right, I can do that. So my heart wasn't really in it, but I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I, I was a part of that team for, for a while, but all the while my heart wasn't really in it. And uh, I remember I came back with a family member, and I texted, just visiting Ohio, and I texted Joey, and I said, hey, uh, I'm just back in town. Do you want to connect? And so he took me. Can anyone guess where Joey took me to lunch? Chipotle. So he went to Chipotle. <laughs> went to Chipotle. And, um, and he shared that they, there was about 13 students graduating youth group that needed somewhere to go, and they needed a young adult group. And initially, I was like, no, I can't really do that. I didn't tell him, but I was just, no, not really. I don't think that's it. But I started thinking about it more. I was like, well, is this what the Lord has for me? You know, maybe this mechanic spring thing, maybe it's, maybe it's now. And so after praying about it for about a month or two, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be here. And so I'm so thankful for that. And by the way, I'm so thankful to be a part of this church. I really am. Um, you know, <laughs> all churches are not perfect. No church is perfect. And I think a lot of times what people do is that when you hang around a church a little bit, you start to see the dysfunction. You start to see the parts of it that aren't so nice, and then people get scared. But stay there because there's gold there. And if you stay there and you develop those relationships, then there is good things there. So if you plant yourself somewhere, because I feel like a lot of people just looking for the, and it doesn't exist. But if you stay somewhere and plant yourself there, there's value. So I'm so thankful to be a part of this church. I really am. So I, today, I want to give honor to, to whom honor is due. That's what Romans 13, 17 says, and give a little bit of the history of our youth group and where we started. So I got um, hired in September of 2019 to be the youth leader. And when I say I have no, I, I had no idea what I'm doing, like, that's an under, like, I have no idea. Zero. I, I, a lot of ways, I still don't know what I'm doing. But I remember the first night uh, we had youth group, um, it was uh, me and Brenda. And Brenda's the original, uh, she's the OG, the original grandma of our, of our youth group. And uh, I'm so thankful for her. Our first night, uh, did we have one or two students? Two. Two? Two students. I think Ian was one of them. So we had two students. And... Uh, but it was fun. We had a good time. We uh, played card games and stuff like that, so it was fun. But one thing that I love about Brenda, uh, many things, is she, she's a favorite of our students. She supports them no matter what. Uh, she's easy to talk to. She's, I've never seen anyone relate to teenagers the way that Brenda can, um, just in her ability to love them and connect with them, talk on their level, all that stuff. And we have a tradition now where when the new student comes, they, I, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest, still, but she gives them a big hug that sometimes ends up on the ground. I'll just say that. So she brings humor. She drives a long way um, to, to spend time with us out of her busy schedule. And she's good at ping pong, but she's not the best. She's not the best. So, so and what I want to do is I just want to applaud. So can we applaud Brenda and thank her for everything she does? So that's 2019 and 2020. Started 2021, 
uh, yeah, I mean, at the start of 2020, of course, you know, you feel like you're starting to build momentum, and then COVID hits, and then you're feeling like, man, you got to start all over. So in June, start, started getting some momentum, getting to 2021, and then I, I knew Randy, uh, Randy Miller had a passion for youth ministry, and that she had uh, helped here in the past, and she, you know, has a lot of history, and I knew I could learn from her. And one thing that I really lack in my ability is administrative anything. I'm just not very good at it. And so one area that I think I really undervalued in youth ministry initially was events and fun things. You know, typically when it comes to those things, you think uh, if you're more spiritual, you think they're lesser. But really what they are is they're, they're memory builders and they're connectors. Those events, those things that you do. Like you don't I, to be honest, I don't know if any students 10 years from now, 20 years from now are going to remember a lesson that I taught them. But what they are going to remember is those conversations that we had around that campfire or at that lock-in and stuff like that. And it's those things that you build connections and memories around. And, and what I like to think about Randy is that she's a memory builder. And that's what she does for us. She's, she brings warmth to our group. She has a heart of service and care. Um, she has a heart um, to, to, to bless students and to bless others. And I'm just so thankful she helps us in so many ways. And so she's not here today, but can we still, can we give Randy, give Randy a hand and thank her for everything that she does. And then later in fall of 21, uh, another thing that I, I look for uh, in volunteers, someone, before I ask them to play an integral role in what we're doing at the youth group and, and teaching and leading Bible studies or leading students, is that they have a passion for what we're doing. I don't, I don't want someone who just doesn't want to be there, right? And so I knew Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Cruz had a passion for youth ministry. I knew that she had come from a church where um, she was leading a, a small group of, uh, of youth students at her, at her, at her church. And she, uh, Jennifer, I'm so thankful, she has a passion for teenagers to know, to know the truth of who God says they are and who they are not as well. She is a, she's so generous to open up her home for us on Wednesday nights and to host. She takes time out of her busy schedule to help us each week on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, teaching and leading. She's a great role model for our girls, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, she, I think Jennifer is just so great at exemplifying uh, submitting God's, to God's words above your own ways. That It's not always easy to submit to God's word, Right? But she does such a great example, and she's such a great leader for our girls. So can we give Jennifer a hand? Thank her for that. And then JC. JC, in, in uh, January of 22, she came in and helped us. And JC is just the, the all-star when it comes to everything we do. She's the one um, rowing the boat. when you know She's the, doing the work behind the scenes, making everything look easy. Um, when it's not. So she helps in so many ways. She's the most faithful person I know. She exemplifies what it means to be great in the kingdom, which is faithful service and love. She also helps in our midweek Bible studies with the girls um, and Jennifer. And she always helps tear down on Sunday nights when, I'm, when I feel too tired too and too exhausted too. Um, and a million other things I'm not aware of. She's an intercessor for our group as well and um, just helps in so many ways. I can't... Um, over-exaggerate that. So can we, can we give a hand for JC and thank her? And before we move on, I want to have uh, Grace is going to share a little bit for, uh, 
just how she feels like God's working in her life, and I wanted to hear from her. Hopefully she has something nice to say. I forgot how, wow, it's bright up here. Um, actually, I had a whole speech written up, but now I'm gonna like throw the whole thing away because I guess all the words really mean a lot if they come from the heart and not really from the head. But um, I really wanna thank Mark because he's absolutely amazing. Uh, I don't think he sees how much we appreciate him. I've seen like, I've stayed up past, I guess when youth group was supposed to end and I saw how tired he was, and I felt really bad because I think some of us don't really see how hard he works, and then we kind of just take that for granted because he's, he's really a good youth pastor, and I really appreciate how hard he works and like all the events he does. It's, it's really amazing, but um, I think the things that I've learned the most from youth group is that I don't really like, I had this whole view like on worship. Worship, I thought that was just like singing, like hallelujah, praise the Lord, okay, whatever, yeah, we're done. But now my whole view has actually changed on that. And now for me, it's just like the way we act. It's really the way we act. And for me, like, I, I was talking with dad about it the other night, and I was telling him, I was like, how am I supposed to describe worship? And I guess I said, I, I mean, going to work, that can be like just one act of worship. For me, it's McDonald's, really crazy, but it's actually really, really fun. Um, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's I, I've never really, I guess, described what worship means to me. First, like, I make Mega Week at Mega Week in the past. I'll forget when it was, but I went in thinking, I have no idea how it was going to change me, but when the first worship night came, everything kind of just stopped, because all I focused on was the worship team and the words we were singing. Everybody was really in it. Like, you could actually feel the joy coming out of buddy's mouths because like they could actually feel the spirit in the room and I remember crying my eyes out on the third night because like I couldn't explain what I felt and then I was I was really I, not really mad I was upset a little bit because mega week was finally over at the end of the week and then we were all we were all excited for the next one now we we really can't wait I'm really just standing here hoping I don't mess up because my brother's right there. And I've just found out today he was one of the originals at youth group. <laughs> um, let's see, what else I was going to say? Uh, I don't, I guess prayer. Prayer also is one thing that changed for me. It's just like, I used to be really shy praying at the dinner table because I just didn't like speaking really at all but now youth group taught me about like you don't have to be shy about it it's it's like you're talking to God it doesn't you share whatever you want it's not going to judge you I mean like I mean 
what else would he say? Like, he, mean, he gave up his son for you, so like, what else, what else, like, what does he have? Um, and then now I kind of just, I guess, pray without ceasing. That's what my mom would say. <laughs> um, and I uh, just being really taught about how thankful you can be. You don't, you don't realize how much you're given and then you really take it all for granted. It's like, for me, I've been, I've been given a lot. Like, most of you know me ever since I was yay high. Um, I just, I'm really thankful for the family I have. Just really, really thankful, because it wasn't for them. I don't know, I don't know really where I'd be. Like, I can't even think about it, because there's so many things I could, I mean, there's so many things I could say where I'd be, but some of them, some of them could be unmentionable. Um, I'm just really thankful for my family. Just, I don't know what I'd do without them, especially Hudson. He was born during COVID. I'd be so bored without him. <laughs> really bored. He does a lot of things. He brings a lot of joy. Like, I mean, you, if you don't know who Hudson is, then he's right, right there. Little, little toddler, yay, hi. Curly blonde hair has all of us wrapped around his fingers. I know he does. Um, just youth group for me brought a lot of stuff to light. Just being really thankful about what you've been giving and not taking it for granted, and how worship isn't just singing. Like, yeah, yes, it's singing, but it's the way we act. Like. I never really liked singing out loud. Like, no, no. <laughs> but then, just growing up, seeing my mom, she sings, she sings without hesitation, plays music in the car, in the kitchen. I used to get annoyed by it, sorry. But now, like, I love it. Like, whenever she turns it on, I'm like, turn it up louder. And then just seeing each person has a different level of worship. Like for me, like I like to worship quietly, like within my own space, in my own room. But then seeing somebody, uh, I don't know, who's a good example? Scott, I'll say Scott. Like he, he jumps around, he claps, he shouts. Like that's, that's kind of where I want to be at, to be able to like do it without hesitation, without anybody like dance like nobody's looking. That's where I want to be at. Um, just, and then prayer, you, you, just, you just pray without ceasing, you don't have to worry about who hears it, like, nobody's going to judge you if you just suddenly kneel and raise your hands in the sky, it's just a way of showing, like, you're praying. I'm shaking, but oh well. Um, I don't know what else I was going to say. Fellowship, that's what I was going to talk about, yeah. Um, I have to be really careful with who I make friends with going to public school. It kind of sucks because a lot of people I talk to, they're more of acquaintances. Um, not the best influences. Well, that's really true. Um, but I've, I've found a few. Uh, eighth grade had a really close friend. 
she moved away, I think. But yeah, I don't. If I had to count how many friends who are actually really my friends, I could probably only use one hand. Like the friends that I have, yeah, I talk to them, whatever, but I don't share everything. And there are very few people at school that would even want to listen to me talking about God. And I found a few, like I brought it up with them and they're like, oh really, like, you, you believe in God? I'm like, yeah. It's like, what's your view on him? It's like, I believe he's alive. Okay, anything else? And then they kind of just stop, they go blank. I'm like, okay. And I, I remember, I remember in, what is it? Ninth grade, I snapped on somebody because they made something that was really offensive to me. Um, I was sitting with some friends and somebody said they wanted to fight God. I was like, in my head, I was like, there's no way that's gonna happen. You're like, he's gonna win. Like, you're, yeah, no. Um, and then the guy next to me is like, oh, okay. Like, you wanna fight a skeleton? I'm like, that's why, that's why I snapped. I, was, I got mad. Like, he's not a skeleton. Like, he's alive, he's coming back. I don't know when, but the way things are looking, you never know. Um, yeah, that's the first time I ever really snapped on anybody at school. And then that's where everybody found out I was the goody two-shoes Christian girl. <laughs> Not a goody two-shoes. Mom knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's, I guess that's where I lost a lot of my friends. But uh, I have more friends at youth group. Some right there. Hope they're not staring at me. Um, and then meeting everybody at youth group, I was actually a little shy because my first time was when like, bang, after Mark started. And then just growing to more people there. That's, that's where I actually got to figure out what fellowship really meant. Because they, they bring you closer to God. They teach like the art, iron sharpens iron, I guess. Like that's what that says. And they just, they, they, we each teach each other about God. Like, because I have a few people there. We talk to each other about our personal problems. And then we bring scripture to each other. And that scripture comes from the sermons we learned from Mark. And this, each factor just kind of comes together and we all grow closer. Each leader is amazing. I'm not going to choose a favor because I don't know how that's going to end. I have a secret, but I'm not sure I want to tell you about that one. Actually, no, wait. I might, maybe I should tell. So you know the scrambled eggs you make with the, like, milk and cheese? Yeah, marks are better. <laughs> Sorry. We're keeping that secret for a long time. Long time. Oops, probably shouldn't have shared that one. Um... Yeah, like, like, like Mark said, Brenda tends to bring everybody to the ground in, the, in her hugs. It's amazing, though. We love them. Um, JC, she's like, she's like most fearless one, I guess. Really, really the most fearless. It's amazing, though. Like, it's kind of fun just watching her just praying and she's singing. 
And I remember she just kind of walked up behind us, put her hands on us, made, made me jump. And she was just praying for us, like, like nobody's business. It was amazing. And then Randy, uh, not here, but oh well. I hope she's doing okay. Um, she's amazing. Like, I already, like, I had one, well, that's adopted mom. Like, Randy's like a second mom, I guess. She's like, she just comes without hesitation, does whatever. And then Jennifer, I'm gonna be honest, the first time I heard about her, I was a little hesitant. Like, I was thinking, who is this new girl? I'm not sure if I'm gonna like her. I really thought it. It's like, I was like, I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna like her. And then I met her, and I'm like, I was stupid. I love her. <laughs> I think, it's amazing. Like, all these youth leaders come together, and I really, I really love them for it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm shaking though. Very good. Good job. Okay. So, uh, just to finish, I just want to share a little bit of um, a vision of where we want to go and what we want to do. I don't want to be um, prideful and, you know, say this is where we're going. You know, of course, I have a, a picture and image of what I'd like it to be, but I don't want to be prideful and assume, you know, and say what tomorrow is going to look like. But I, I just have a real desire to see something healthy. You know, I, 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 I view what I do as supplemental to what's happening in the home. I'm just here to bless. I just really want to bless this community and create a space where students can come in, be empowered, be transformed, and I'm really passionate about uh, thinking differently. So that was something that happened for me when I was a teenager. You know, your mind is, is, has the capability to be transformed, to, be, to change. And I had those certain mindsets that needed to be changed. And that happened to me when I was a teenager. The Lord spoke to me through prophetic words, through scripture. And my mind was really transformed. My identity was transformed during that time. That's really what I have a desire, is that students would encounter Jesus. They would encounter him and then be transformed as a result. And that's really all I want. So um, I just um, share just a couple things. Um, right now, what I feel like we're doing in the youth group is it feels like there's, um, we're setting things up. Kind of like you guys ever put together like Ikea furniture? It's, it's awful, isn't it? It's the worst. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces to what's happening in the youth group, and I feel like we're starting to get the structure together so that if students were to come in, we would have a process and a plan for them to reach them, to disciple them, and then send them back out to reach other students. And I feel like we're getting to that place right now. And, uh, and it's taking God's wisdom to do that. But I just want to share some of the core values that we have as a youth group, and these are the things, these are the non-negotiables that we have and that we're, we're building on going forward. Okay, so here's five of them. So Jesus is our obsession. So think of it. So this is kind of vision of what this would look like. If you close your eyes and if you think of a group of people who are living by these core values, this is what we're going for. Jesus is our obsession. The purpose of our youth group isn't to gather around a service, but a person, Jesus. He is our obsession. If he is not at the center of it, we don't want it. Knowing him is our main objective and goal. Number two, family is our heart. 
We believe that the kingdom of God is centered around family. We are children of God under one father. We see and celebrate individuals for exactly who they are. We are intentional and go out of our way to build meaningful relationships. We are serious about having fun. We build each other up, not tear each other down. Everyone belongs in our family. Worship is our joy. The Father is seeking worshipers. We believe that as we set our hearts on God in worship, we encounter his presence. We believe that one moment in the presence of God is better than thousands elsewhere. Where God is is where we want to be. Uh, servant leadership is our privilege. We believe that the greatest leadership is service to others. Every leader is a servant first. Every role is, in, is different, but they are all important. We empower students to take risks and make mistakes. And then lastly, excellence is our attitude. So these are things that we're pursuing. We believe that if we're going to do something, we're going to do it with our whole heart. We won't do anything halfway. We're on time, engaged, and prepared. We will do our best with what we have. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it to the best of our ability and with a good attitude. That's where we're headed. That's the vision. So lastly, how can you help? How can you help? I would honestly just say pray. Because that stat that I shared at the beginning, 85 to 95% of us, when we come to know Christ, is before the age of 18. It's in those formative years. And this is a time where it's in, in, in very important to reach out and to get the, the word and the gospel in young people's hearts. So pray what Jesus told us to pray in Mark chapter 9. Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are, are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Pray that, that the Lord would send out laborers. We're out there. Give us, pray that we would have the boldness and the courage that we would empower students to go out and with the, the tools that they need and the scripture that they need to reach students as well because that's really what this is all about. So I just want to pray and we'll finish up. So Lord, just thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for everyone, Lord, that is involved with this. Um, Jesus, I pray that you would help us to, that there would just be revival revival of young people that would come to you lord and we thank you so much god we thank you so much for everyone that helps with what you're doing here at the church we really do lord that a, a laborer is worthy of honor and god we just bestow honor today we give honor today we thank you so much for everything for the people here that you've placed that are are serving you in your kingdom we thank you for it in jesus name amen All right, so let's open up the Bible to Revelation chapter 2. Got an hour-long sermon prepared. That would be fun, wouldn't it? No. You can go home. You can eat your cookie and go home then. No. Truly want to thank you guys. You know, there's just a lot of stories and fruit that we're seeing within the community. Fruit is what we're excited for. And what, what happens is God blesses unity according to Psalm 133. And as we walk in unity as a church, as we serve God and people, we begin to see fruit. We begin to see God do things in people's lives in ways that we never could have dreamed of. So I believe that we're really beginning to see fruit take place. So your efforts, your prayers, your sacrifice of time and money and resources, um, God is using it. Amen? Numerous stories of youth and kids and adults who, um, who are truly experiencing God's reality, even through people that we delivered meals to, 
Uh, Macy and I had the opportunity to pray just initially. Just We brought a meal to a lady's house and initially, hey, is there anything we can pray for you about? And she immediately just says, yes, like everything. Start praying right now. And she just begins to cry. And we saw her experiencing um, God's faithfulness. Last week, um, you know, through, through the word of God, you know, there was a response at the altar and people crying and repenting and asking for God to move in their life. That's because of prayer. That's not because of a preacher. That's because of God's word, not because of a preacher. That's because there's a church striving to walk in unity. Amen? So our prayers are not uh, returning void. God is moving. So don't think that your effort, whether it be a smile at the door or whether it be deep intercession in giving or serving of time is going unnoticed within the kingdom. And you know what's really unique is many people that we ask questions to about, why do you keep on coming back to MCF? You know, the prideful piece of you wants to think it's because of your sermons or the charisma you put on, but rarely it's ever that, and that's okay. Uh, rarely is it the worship team or um, the tech booth or the lights or the way the facility looks or smells. Nine times out of ten, it's because the church was warm and welcoming to us. They accepted us in and they greeted us with a smile. So you guys are doing that. I don't get to go greet new people. I don't get to welcome every family in the first Sunday, but you guys are doing that. So thank you. That God is using you through that. Amen? Amen. So I don't want to keep on belaboring it, but thank you sincerely. And uh, you guys get to celebrate with Jesus, with others, and with cookie crumble out there. So God bless us today. With the attendance that we have today, what that means is y'all probably get four or five cookies. So try all the flavors, bring some home. If not, women's ministry will be eating those and some other cookies. So God bless you guys. And next week, Lord willing, we will be back in the book of Revelation. Amen? All right, see you guys next week.